Welcome to Empowering Resilience. I'm your host, Rhonda Shortino, and I'm delighted that you're here today. Listen, you've survived 100% of the tough times that you've been through, and you're gonna survive every other thing that you ever have to go through. You know how I know? Because I've done it, and you're still breathing, and as long as you're breathing, you're capable of so much. There's so much potential inside of you, and the keys to your future success are found in everything that you've been through. This podcast is all about strategies for helping you convert your potential into your successful reality. So be sure to subscribe so you never miss a strategy. And let's jump into today's episode. Welcome to Empowering Resilience. I'm your host, Rhonda Shortino, and I'm so excited to have Eric Protein Mosley with me. And uh, Eric, I, I want you to tell our listeners who you are and what do you do and what makes you resilient? Hi, my name is Eric Protein Mosley. I'm a social impact documentary filmmaker. I have been recognized for educating the homeless about the coronavirus. And um, to our understanding, five out of 10 people were not aware of the homeless coronavirus. They weren't aware of it. And so I turned that into a documentary titled um, The Homeless Coronavirus Outreach, which is making a big impact all across the country. So my resilience is just, you know, just coming up and being strong and continuing on to being, you know, an impact for other people, like people that are listening here today. Oh, Eric, that's so awesome. So, so what made you decide to just get out there with a camera and start talking to people and recording it? I mean, did how did you become aware or were you just afraid that they were not aware of, of the coronavirus? Well, actually it started like um, some years ago, I was like homeless with my daughter all across the country and I was on drugs real bad and I took my daughter all across the country in the pursuit of happiness. And during that time, we learned so much about, you know, poverty and homelessness and things of that nature. And so eventually when I um, got myself together, I wanted to do reality TV. And the only thing I knew about was homelessness. So I tried to do a pilot for a reality show and come to find out that I had two hours worth of footage and that turned into a documentary, but I was in New York and um, me and my daughter relocated there and we had to go back into the shelter because, you know, we were starting over. And there was a young gentleman there who wanted me to become a homeless advocate and not try to make money off of the documentary. So that's what kind of drew me in to becoming a homeless advocate and turning the films into, you know, um, a platform to educate people instead of trying to make money off of reality TV. So um, I got kind of like threw into that, you know. Oh my goodness. Wow. So tell me about making the documentary. I mean, how, how did you do it? Oh, okay. The documentary, um, the homeless coronavirus outreach, um, being that I am a social impact documentary filmmaker, I was laying in my bed, um, here in Los Angeles and I was hearing about all the news about all of these different organizations and, you know, people who are taking shelter in place and no one, 
the governor, mayors, or not even regular citizens were talking about the homeless. Everybody was running for shelter in place. So I said, well, wait a minute, by me being homeless with my daughter for 20 years, what if me and my daughter were still out there? Who would care about us? And it would be the same people who care about the people who are out on the streets now, which is, I'm not gonna say anybody, but they didn't know what to do. And so, um, yeah, that's like, so then, so I got the message from God. And um, so I wasn't gonna turn it into a documentary in the beginning, I was just gonna go out and, um, you know, just spread the message. But then I said, hey, look, I, I need to capture this because this is a moment that might not ever come back. So I captured it on the documentary and um, the documentary just started airing all across the country and in different regions of the world. And so it just took off from that. I answered God and God, you know, shine light on me, but it's not about me, it's all about God. Oh, wow. So, you know, there's something about lived experience that tenderizes our hearts, doesn't it? Yes. I mean, you you thought about that. You're listening to the news and you're listening to all these people and nobody's talking about the, the plight of the homeless. And I, I have to tell you, Eric, when I was eight years old, I was homeless. I understand a little bit about, about you know, I, I always think about, okay, well, does anybody really understand what it feels like to be uh, scared? and cold and hungry and dirty you haven't had a shower and you know i mean just the like the reality the practical aspects of yeah. of uh, being homeless i think so many people just don't understand and so uh, i just love how when you heard about the coronavirus you automatically like tuned in what about the homeless so what do you think has happened since you since the documentary came out i mean you you obviously opened up a lot of people's eyes well what happened was uh, um we did the documentary in san francisco and later that day when we um went out on the streets and the news did coverage on us gavin newsom the governor of, of california was on tv and he was talking about you know doing some things i don't know that what we did um, struck that up. And then the mayor of San Francisco, like a week later, she was on television. And so to answer your question, what had happened was they took a lot of people off the streets and put them into those rich, fine hotels in downtown San Francisco, yes. And so now they are just staying up in there like they're tourists and because there's no tourists in town. So, you know, there it's like a bittersweet thing because the hotels are complaining, but they're still making money from the city. And the, the homeless, they're not really getting any better because they're not really digging into the core problem of what's going on. So it's just like they're just getting free housing for nothing just to be turned back out on the streets after the coronavirus is over. Mm, sounds like there's another documentary that might be, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> stirring around in there about, you know, how do we how do we take this opportunity to really uh, create or spark some some real sustainable meaningful transformation in in people's lives. Right. And so, go ahead. Uh, well, so I, I mean, I have to go back. You were homeless with your with your daughter. Yes. And and you said something about drugs. Yes. How did you turn that around? I mean, there's resilience involved with that, and. And if you don't mind sharing that aspect of your story, I think some of our listeners would really like to hear it because you know there's there's some folks who listen to this who are in hard places, and right. your story you know can inspire somebody. 
that right. it, of what's possible. So, so how did you turn it around, Eric? Well, actually, um, I, I have this saying that I was once so low that I had to dig my way up just to get back to hell. Oh. And, um, and so what had happened during that time while I was getting high, I overdosed in front of my daughter. It was just me and her. We were in a hotel in, in, in uh, Seattle and I had, um, I had relapsed and I was about to die. And I was laying on one bed and my daughter was laying on another bed. And I felt myself dying after taking a hit. And so I ran in the bathroom because I was like, I was so embarrassed. So I ran in there, I took off all my clothes and I got in the shower and I ran the water over me. And I was like, God, please, if you just let me live through this, I promise you, I would never do it again. So my daughter was hearing me in there talking to God or whatever. She said she heard a real strange noise and she ran in the bathroom. And what had happened to me was, I was just like stuck on all fours. I couldn't even move. God is like, this is it right here. I'm going to get you or either you're going to start listening. And so I, I was uh, I was ODing, but I was so embarrassed that my daughter was seeing me naked in the tub. So here I am going through two different emotions. And it was like, God, please, I will listen. I will listen. And then the cold water just brought my temperature down and um, I could feel myself getting my life back. And from that point on, I was like, God, you know, I have to start obeying you. And so, um, you know, a lot of people, they wonder like, well, how do you get on shows and talk about that? Because it's not about the addiction. It's not about the overdose. And it's about the recovery. It's about if you can go through things like that and still bounce back, then you have to be resilient. You know, you have to be, you have to be blessed by God. And then that resilience comes in and you have to know that you can, you know, you can make it out of any situation. But when we're in that dark spot, we don't realize it at that time. Mm -hmm. Wow. So really, that was it. That was your turning point. That was my turning point right there. And uh, I haven't looked back and I don't even count the time that I have clean now because the, the, the battle that I'm in now, it's, it's, it's a 24 hour battle. So people ask me, well, how, how much time do you have clean? I tell them I have just today clean because I'm the type of addict I can't celebrate. I can't be patting myself on the back like, oh, you have 10 days, you have 20, 30 days because that'll give me cushion and make me want to go back out and use because, you know, I'm an addict. And so, you know, any little cushion I get, I'm going to go take advantage of that. So I don't celebrate recovery and nothing like that. I'm not going to say I don't celebrate it, but it's an ongoing war. So I have to stay on top of my game. It's from 12 midnight until 12 midnight again. And so there's no time for celebration because there's a new war coming at 1201. Mm, so you just you just do the reset every single day. The reset. It's only one day at a time. You can't. I can't think about being clean tomorrow, and then I can't do anything about being clean yesterday. So the only thing I can worry about is right now, today. And so I'm clean now. So that's all that counts. Oh my word! And you know what? That's true, Eric. Whether we're talking about, it doesn't have to just be drugs. I mean, there are so many ways that we. Uh, that we self-medicate our pain, you know? I mean, some people uh, eat too much, you know, they'll eat a, sit there and eat a whole gallon of ice cream. And some people will go, you know, shop and buy stuff and stuff they don't need. And, you know, that they could make an addiction out of that. Some people use uh, pornography and, you know, alcohol. Coffee. A cup, right? I mean, there could be coffee. Too. I mean, the, anything in that's too much that we're using to 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 get our mind off of our pain, our situation, whatever it is. So, uh, I'm curious to know. You know, in our last, we've got about four minutes left. 
give some advice to somebody right now who's where you used to be and not necessarily about the drugs. I mean, it could be that there's a lot of people who just they're they're It's like they're in bondage. Uh, but to whatever the bondage is, what's your advice for how can they be resilient and how can they turn it around like you did? Well, I would say uh, out of all the things that you have been through, don't look at it as a bad thing. I mean, it's probably bad, but take that and use that as your resume. That's your resume to get your next job or to get your next business or whatever. We look at things as bad things, but there's a lot of people who haven't been through what you've been through that you can accomplish that they can't accomplish. So instead of looking at it bad, each thing that you've been through and even the little things that you have accomplished, use that on your resume. I tell people that, you know, like, hey, look, you're not a part of my, certain people, I say, you're not a part of my career. You're just a part of my resume. That's all because I'm going from this and I'm moving on to something else. But then you have people that are a part of your career. So what I would say to those people is, while you're going through it, get online and study about whatever you're going through. Try to find some type of business. You know that little sewing thing that you wanted to do back in the 70s or the 80s or the 90s? Go back in that closet and get that dress out of there. Those boots that you wanted to make a business out of, shining shoes or whatever, go back to it. It's ready to, to develop right now. All the things that you have done in the past, bring it to the forefront and believe that you can take whatever you did and turn it into something positive the same way that I have done. Wow, that is so good. That's such good advice. I, I, I'm just going to add my little two cents to that is that I always say that I want people to succeed in life, not despite what they've been through, but specifically because of it. And I love how you put it. That's your resume. And because I, I came out of the foster care system and experienced child abuse, well, it, it empowered me, it equipped me to do what I did in my life. I'm, an, I'm a child advocate. And I, I spent, oh, 25, 30 years uh, uh, protecting the good people and organizations who provide foster care, who take care of kids in the child welfare system. I would not have been able to do that if I didn't know what it felt like to be in the system. Exactly. It's, it's an amazing thing. I love how you put that. It's part of your resume. So we don't need to be ashamed about where we've been. We don't need to be ashamed about what happened before. We can take it out into the light of day and say, you know what? I'm not going to make excuses about it. This is what happened. This is, this is the situation. But today's today. And I love that 24-hour reset, Eric, that you talked about. Today is the day that counts. Thank you. <laughs> That's good. That's really good. So now if somebody wants to follow you, get in touch with you, if they want to know about the, the social impact documentaries that, that you make, how can they find you? They can find me at um, Eric Mosley. That's E-R-I-C-M-O-S-E-L-E-Y 18. And that's my handle. And um, they can also Google search Eric Protein Mosley, which I'm all over the web. And you can find my Facebook. You can find all of the documentaries that I've done, things of that nature. Oh. And uh, yes. Oh, that's perfect. Well, I want to encourage anybody who needs some inspiration, uh, who needs to, to, you know, get in touch with, with somebody who has already done it. Uh, I, I want them to reach out to you, Eric, because you really are an inspiration. And, and I love how you're 
how you're using what you've been through uh, to help others. That's a beautiful thing. And that's real resilience right there. Did you know that the very things that have hurt the most can be the things that help you create a successful life? It's true. You can succeed in life, personally and professionally, not just despite what you've been through, but specifically because of it. You gained character traits. You learned specific abilities that you would not have acquired any other way. I want you to get a copy of my book, Succeed Because of What You've Been Through. Go to my website, rhonda.org, R-H-O-N-D-A dot O-R-G, and get your copy today. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Empowering Resilience. This is your host, Rhonda Shortino. Please subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Share this with your friends. And I look forward to seeing you back here. And I want to hear from you. You can contact me through my website, Rhonda at Rhonda.org. I want to hear your questions and your comments. And if you'd like to call into the show and talk directly to me, I would love that. So reach out. And I'm looking forward to helping you mine the lessons out of what you've been through and converting those things with your potential into your successful reality.